Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It is 8.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keen. Economic Indicators brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. Here's Vinny Del Judice with some economic data. Hello, Michael. Jobless claims up last week up by 7,000 to 265,000, just about in line with forecasts. The current account trade deficit, the broadest measure of trade, meantime, narrowing in the fourth quarter. We're still waiting for the Philadelphia Fed's regional manufacturing report. 10 a.m. New York time, we get figures on jolts, job openings. Uh, let's talk about the Fed and the CPI real quickly. Thursday, uh, the CPI Core, topping forecast, a barrage of reports from Wall Street. I might say I was kicking myself for missing it. A barrage of reports saying this means the Fed's going to go hawkish. They're going to signal uh, a tighter grip. Nailed and that, what happens? Huh? Yeah, and what happens? You know, they, they, uh, they go otherwise. Now, this morning, we have Alan Greenspan. You, of course, remember him saying uh, inflation coming back is an issue, and he cites the CPI data. Thoughts? Uh, I think that the Broncos are going to have to find a quarterback somewhere. Well, uh, there is that. But you have to wonder. No, but well, I think, Vinny, you bring up a really important point, which is the jumble that yeah. is out there yeah. Uh, yeah. right now. I like the I'm putting out uh, right now on Bloomberg uh, Go Vinny's comment on the current account balance, uh, which I haven't looked at in ages. And it's still, um, I have to look at it as compared to GDP, but it's supporting, Mike. Absolutely. Vinny, thank you. Vinnyl Judice. Uh, Vinny raises a good point. Chris Rupke, Bank of Tokyo Mitsubishi, Chief Financial Economist, is here to answer the question. Um, Chris, we got this economic data. We don't care, right? Because the Fed doesn't care what's happening in the U.S. right now. I mean, how do you how do you uh, yeah do you i don't know I, you know subject? sometimes i hope i didn't overreact to the fed's news yesterday uh, you know the tone of uh, the chair's testimony q and a session is a little, little irritating with all the risks and uncertainties she points to i you know i guess when you just break down what happened yesterday 10 of 17 were looking for four rate hikes you know the committee split you know, in terms of ideology and what they should do about it. So in December, 10 of 17 look for for four rate hikes. Now seven of 17 hold that position, which is essentially three oh. rate hikes this year. So we went from 10 to seven out of 17. I hope we didn't exaggerate it. But, uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed. Uh, oh, come on. Come on. It, let, folks, let me rephrase. I was very disappointed. Yeah, stop it, Chris. <laughs> let me translate this for all of you worldwide. Chris Rupke synthesizes in short, cogent, balanced notes the full faith and credit fixed income market into economics literally like no one in the world. I mean, every every economist has skill sets. Chris, you are the, the foundation of optimistic calm. I quote, Michael, incredibly, the Fed sees even less urgency to normalize interest rates at today's meeting. Rupke was on Fire yesterday at 3 p.m., I say. 
Yeah, well, what can I tell you? It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> with a wind up like that, I'm almost speechless here. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just the policies being uh, run under the Yellen Fed, which is similar to the Bernanke Fed. It's been ten years now. It's it's being done very different uh, than how Greenspan would have done it. And, how would he have uh, done it? How would it have been I different? I think they would have normalized rates. Uh, when Yellen says they're not on a preset course to raise rates, I don't think that's the right. appropriate policy. Mike, I think, question, well, Mike, yeah. I, I don't mean to interrupt Chris, but I think this is really important. Yeah. Mike, did Alan Greenspan ever have dead or live meetings? <laughs> they were all live because there was no news conference. In those days. I mean, and that's the bizarre thing is they've added the news conference, but only every other meeting. So uh, the, the ones without news conferences, Chris, everybody just ignores. Yeah, it's just, I mean, everything seems to be a little broken. I, I hope I'm not showing my age here, the baby boom generation, but the markets are very, very different. Uh, one of the crazy things is that, you know, the Fed's looking to the markets, the markets are looking to the Fed, everyone's relying on Eurodollar futures, which is the string of, you know, futures contracts where you can bet on where three-month LIBOR is going to be in the future, the path of rates, the Fed thinks, but that curve's enormously distorted by the fact that all this corporate bond issuance and swapping where uh, people want to pay floating rates. Who wouldn't? You know, you issue a bond at 3 or 4%, and you end up paying just 0.5%, right, the, the Fed funds rate. So that curve is distorted by the fact that the Fed's kept rates down here for eight years. You know, people are taking the bet. It's like I tell people rates are going to go up, and people say, okay, but in the meantime, I'm going to pay floating here. I mean, who would not want to – it's money's free, Remember the concept of the risk-free interest rate, risk-free return? I mean, everything I learned as a CFA has gone out the window here at the moment with this zero, zero rate idea. But I don't want to get uh, too worked up here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not angry, certainly. No, you wouldn't be. You come into work every day, and you have no reason for being. Well, we're going to come back with Chris Ruppy. Quickly, Chris, how many rate hikes this year? Uh, I'm going to say three because really? I, I have to. I have to be the lone voice in the wilderness. Yeah, no, right. I, I think they need to normalize policy. Okay, yeah. we're going to set up here. This is a beautiful and respectful debate between Mr. Rupke of Bank of Tokyo Mitsubishi, and of course, Ellen Zentner making a huge splash at Morgan Stanley aggressively last year, and now even further going to one rate hike uh, this year. So that sets up a nice tension uh, to move us forward, and of course, the effect on yields and the effect on markets as well. Some real emotion two hours ago after the BOE announcement, currency markets have stabilized. Yen, 111.83, uh, weaker yen. What's happening around the world? Let's get the answer from Michael Barr. Michael? Mike, Tom, thank you very much. President Vladimir Putin says Russia can again build up its forces in Syria in a few hours if necessary and will continue to strike extremist groups. On Monday, Putin ordered the withdrawal of the bulk of Russian warplanes from Syria as Syrian peace talks began in Geneva. U.S. Supreme Court nominee Merrick Garland will meet Democratic Senators Harry Reid and Patrick Leahy on Capitol Hill today. 
Senate Republicans insist they will not consider any nominee until a new president takes office. Anti-government protests erupted in Brazil. It comes after President Dilma Rousseff named Luiz Ignacio Lula da Silva as chief of staff yesterday. Rousseff says the move was not to shield the former president from a corruption probe, but a federal judge released phone recordings that critics say suggest otherwise. President Obama spoke at a White House event yesterday to celebrate Women's History Month. The president says it's time for the nation's leaders to reflect the majority of its population. Wouldn't it be better for America if women weren't discouraged from seeking office because of double standards and and we had more women in positions of power and high office? Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Mike Labar. Mike, Tom? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Ray Katina Auto Group Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, and that means John Stashoff. Well, Mike, when the Knicks play the Warriors, Knicks fans can't help but wonder what could have been. The 2009 NBA draft, Golden State had the seventh pick that year and took Steph Curry. The Knicks picked eighth, would have taken Curry had the Warriors not. They settled for the long-since-forgotten Jordan Hill. Day at the office for Curry last night. 34 points without even playing the fourth quarter, made eight of 13 threes. The Warriors rolled 121 to 85 now, 61 and 6 with 50 consecutive regular season home victories. It's the Knicks' 19th loss in their last 25 games. Rangers in Anaheim, out to end a two-game losing streak. A Kevin Klein giveaway in the first period led to a Ducks goal, but Klein scored in the second and then, then again with 640 left in the third. For a 2-1 win, Klein had only scored six goals all year. He had never had a two-goal game in his 11-year NHL career. College basketball, NCAA wins for Holy Cross and Michigan. The tournament begins in earnest today. Seton Hall, having just won the Big East tournament for the first time since 1993, takes on Gonzaga in Denver. That's the last of the games today. Iona's also in Denver. The Gales tip at 2 o'clock against Iowa State. Stony Brook's first tourney game ever tonight in Des Moines, Iowa against Kentucky. Also Yale's first NCAA game since 1962 versus Baylor. UConn takes on Colorado. Monmouth got snubbed by the NCAA, did advance to the NIT, 90-80 over Bucknell. Wagner beats St. Bonaventure, 79-75. Hofstra ousted by GW, 82-80. Princeton lost in overtime at Virginia Tech. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stanshaw. John, uh, thanks so much. What an interesting market. And, of course, uh, things have uh, uh, quieted down here. Futures were negative 8, 9. You didn't see it so much in the equity markets. The two-year yield, 0.85 right now, is almost round trip this morning. I, I need to get up here uh, quickly. Just the intraday, the two-year yield, the low, 0.8106. So we've really bounced back. Uh, off of the Bank of England meeting. Stay with us. Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Sports Report brought to you by the Rinkatina Auto Group. Let Rinkatina show you the way to affordable luxury driving. Visit any one of their 16 beautiful showrooms in New Jersey and New York. Call 1-800-NEW-AUTO or go to rinkatina.com.